What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...to cancel his apprenticeship, Sir Walter Manny has promised to enroll him among his esquires. I will cancel his indentures willingly, my liege, the armorer answered and that without payment. The lad has been to me as a son, and seeing his high spirit, and knowing the gentle blood running in his veins, I have done my best, so to teach him, and so to put him in the way of winning back his father's rank by his sword. He hath gone far towards it already, the king said, and methinks may yet gain some share in his father's inheritance and he glanced at little Miss Edith Vernon and then smiled at the Queen. "'Well, we shall see,' he went on. "'Under Sir Walter Manny he will have brave chances of distinguishing himself, and when my son takes the field he shall ride with him. But I am keeping the hosts waiting. Bring hither,' he said to Earl Talbot. "'Clarence Aylmer!' The young noble was led up to the King. "'You have done well, Clarence. Though you have been worsted, you fought bravely.' "'but you were deceived by a ruse "'which might have taken in a more experienced captain. "'I trust that you will be friends with your adversary, "'who will be known to you henceforth as Walter Summers, "'son of Sir Roland of that name, "'and who will ride to the wars, "'whither you are also shortly bound, "'under the standard of Sir Walter Manny.' "'The cloud which had hung over the face "'of the young noble cleared. "'It had indeed been a bitter mortification to him "'that he, the son of one of the proudest of English nobles, should have been worsted by a London apprentice, and it was a relief to him to find that his opponent was one of knightly blood. He turned frankly to Walter and held out his hand. "'I greet you as a comrade, sir,' he said, "'and hope some day that in our rivalry in the field I may do better than I have done to-day.' "'That is well spoken,' the king said. Then he rose and in a loud voice addressed the combatants, saying, that all had borne themselves well and bravely, and that he thanked them, not only for the rare pastime which they had made, but for the courage and boldness which had been displayed on both sides. So saying, he waved his hand as a token that the proceedings were ended, and returned with the court to Westminster. While the crowd of spectators overflowed the lists, those who had friends in the apprentice array being anxious to know how they had fared. That evening there was a banquet given by the Lord Mayor. Walter was invited to be present, with Giles and Geoffrey, and many complimentary things were said to him, and he was congratulated on the prospects which awaited him. After dinner, all the apprentices who had taken part in the sports filed through the hall and were each presented with a gold piece by the Lord Mayor, in the name of the corporation, for having so nobly sustained the renown of the city. After the entertainment was over, Walter returned with Geoffrey to the Bowers' house, 
and there heard from his two friends and bertha the details of his mother's life from the time that she had been a child and the story of her arrival with him and her death he had still difficulty in believing that it was all true that giles and bertha whom he had so long regarded as father and mother were only his kind guardians and that he was the scion of two noble families very warmly and gratefully he thanked his three friends for the kindness which they had shown to him and vowed that no change of condition should ever alter his feelings of affection towards them it was not until the late hour of nine o'clock that he said good-bye to his foster parents for he was next day to repair to the lodging of sir walter manny who was to sail again before the week was out for the low countries from which he had only returned for a few days to have private converse with the king on the state of matters there his friends would have delivered to him his mother's ring and other tokens which she had left but thought it better to keep these with the other proofs of his birth until his claim was established to the satisfaction of the lord judiciaries the next morning early when walter descended the stairs he found ralph smith waiting for him his face was strapped up with plaster and he wore his arm in a sling for his armour had been twice cut through as he led his party in through the sally-port how goes it with you ralph walter said not much the worse i hope for your hard knocks not a whit ralph replied cheerfully and i shall be all right again before the week is out but the leech made as much fuss over me as if i had been a girl just as though one was not accustomed to hard knocks in a smithy those i got yesterday were not half so hard as that which you gave me the day before my head rings yet with the thought of it but i have not come to talk about myself is the story true which they tell of you master walter that you are not the son of giles the bowyer but of a great noble not of a great noble ralph but of a gallant knight which is just as good my father was killed when i was three years old and my mother brought me to bertha the wife of giles the bowyer who had been her nurse in childhood i had forgotten all that had passed and deemed myself the son of the good citizen but since i had heard the truth my memory has awakened somewhat and i have a dim recollection of a lordly castle and of my father and mother and they say walter that you are going with sir walter manny with the force which is just sailing to the assistance of lady de montford that is so ralph and the good knight has taken me among his esquires young as i am although i might well have looked for nothing better than to commence for two years at least as a page seeing that i am but eighteen now now i shall ride with him into the battles and shall have as good a chance as others of gaining honour and winning my spurs i have made up my mind that i will go with you master walter if you will take me each squire has a man-at-arms who serves him and i will give you good and faithful service if you will take me with you i spoke to the smith my master last night when i heard the news and as my apprenticeship is out next week he is willing enough to give me the few days which remain once out of my apprenticeship i may count to be a man and seeing that i am nineteen and as i may say well grown of my years methinks i am fit for service as a man-at-arms and i would rather fight behind you than labour all my life in the smithy i shall be glad indeed ralph to have you with me if such be really your wish and i do not think that sir walter manny will say nay for they have been beating up for recruits through the kingdom and we proved yesterday that you have courage as well as strength if you will consent i should be glad indeed to have so brave a comrade with me so we may consider that settled and if you will come down to westminster 
to sir walter manny's lodging this afternoon i will tell you what he says touching the matter you will of course need arms and armor i can provide that ralph replied seeing that his worshipful the lord mayor bestowed upon me yesterday five gold pieces as the second in command in the sports i have already a steel cap and breast and back pieces which i have made for myself in hours of leisure and warrant will stand as hard a knock as the frenchman can give them going across into the city with geoffrey walter purchased with the contents of the purse which the king had given him the garments suited for his new position he was fortunate in obtaining some which fitted him exactly these had been made for a young esquire of the earl of salisbury but the tailor when he heard from geoffrey for whom they were required and the need for instant dispatch parted with them to walter saying that he for whom they were made could well wait a few days and that he would set his journeymen to work at once to make some of similar fit and fashion walter felt strange in his new attire and by no means relished the tightness of the garments which was strictly demanded by the fashion of the day his long hose one of which was of a deep maroon the other of a bright yellow came far up above the knee then came a short pair of trunks of similar colors divided in the middle the tight-fitting doublet was short and circled at the waist by a buff belt mounted in silver and was of the same colors as the hose and trunks on his head was a cap peaked in front this was of maroon with a short erect feather of yellow the long pointed shoes matched the rest of the costume there were three other suits similar in fashion but different in colors two like the first were of cloth the third was of white and blue silk to be worn on grand occasions you look a very pretty figure walter geoffrey said and will be able to hold your own among the young gallants of the court if you lack somewhat of courtly manners it will matter not at all since you are leaving so soon for the wars the dress sets off your figure which is fully two years in advance of your age seeing that hard work has widened you out and thickened your muscles i need not tell you lad not to be quarrelsome for that was never your way but just at first your companion lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.